Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another Thursday night. Let me fix this thing. It's a little bit uh, better. All right. Uh, so we're back here on another Thursday night. I'm glad that you are able to join me, whether or not you're joining me live or you're joining me um, at some other point in time, or you're listening to the live uh, or the podcast of this live version. Uh, obviously, this was is recorded if you're listening on the podcast version, but I appreciate everyone that joins me there. Um, it's always a blessing. My wife says, start your recorder. I made sure that was the very first thing that I did. Thank you very much, my love. And uh, so um, I ask that uh, you be praying for me. Uh, just uh, just a little bit of some health things going on with me right now. Just, um, you know, nothing to be too concerned about. But um, I'm dealing with something right now, so just be praying for me. Uh, let's call it an unspoken health request. Um, I'm surrendered to his will, whatever he has for me. But um also, I'll be in prayer for a, uh, a friend of mine. I was able to have a very long, uh, probably well over two hours of a gospel conversation today. God gave me the opportunity to talk to uh, a guy that, um, are, you know, one of the guys I work with. So I'd ask that you be praying for him as I had a chance to have a gospel conversation with him. And um, he, last, he asked a lot of great questions. Um, you know, he was questioning a lot of things and... Um, but um, as the Bible says, be ready to give an answer. So I was able to um, just give him the word of God. And I told him I'm not a salesman and that um, I'm not able to give him a sales pitch. I wish I could have convinced him, but uh, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is simply to be ambassadors and to give the word, to have the words of the king only. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Wasn't expecting that today. Obviously, God gave me opportunity and had a really great conversation. So be praying for him, uh, if you would, please. Um, hey, there's uh, Jason, my brother Jason there. High Voltage, sitting over there on YouTube. Good to see you. I see uh, Sister Janet and my wife over here on Facebook. If you have joined me live tonight... I ask you just drop a little bit of a comment in the live section. Um, if you have a prayer request or you just want to say hello, I would really greatly appreciate that. Uh, I get to see who all's watching and uh, viewing at the time or who else is uh, joining us. Just stop in and say hello, and I would greatly appreciate that. So if you want to reach me, as always, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Uh, please reach out to me there. That's my email address. I check it all the day, uh, every day, not all day, but I check it every day, uh, several times a day, just making sure that uh, anybody's got any questions or you got any prayer requests or you just want to reach out and say hello. So uh, you can reach me on there. And like I said, uh, I did. Hey, Brother Greg, I did post. Um, 
my PayPal link, which is up on YouTube. It's on the, like the far right-hand corner or something like that if you're on a laptop or a regular computer. Uh, there is a link, a PayPal link, and I also posted it on my Facebook page. I hardly, in the three years almost that I've been doing this, I think, I think February, wow, February I think makes three years. Uh, in the three years I've been doing this, I've barely ever, ever, ever mentioned that. But I do, on occasion, this is free. I, th these, and there's never been a paywall. There's never been, um, I'm not monetized. I don't get any sort of like nickels and dimes from Facebook or, or YouTube. Uh, but on a, on occasion, people have clicked on that link and able to, uh, give a few dollars here and there. I especially want to, I haven't seen him on here yet. Uh, he may still be gathering with his body, but, uh, brother Matt up in New Jersey, Antanasio, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, was, uh, did donate uh, to this uh, operation here. And what that helps me do is uh, just helps me pay like internet and um, uh, there's also restreaming fees and stuff like that, that uh, from some programs that I use. And uh, he was able to do that. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Matt, uh, for that donation. I really do appreciate it. Now, again, no pressure. Nobody's pressured to give anything. You can watch every single video. I think there's well in excess of 130, I think, up to this point now, uh, videos. Or um, or if you're on the podcast version, you can listen to about 130, I think, something around there, uh, different sessions, uh, teaching and uh, different books of the Bible that we've gone through. And um, so those are all free. Never going to charge you for those. Um you can go there. They're hosted there. They're on Odyssey, which is used to be known library and some other ones. And you can go check those out um, f fully free. And uh, I just give people the opportunity. Some people sometimes want to be able to give something. And if you can give a dollar, that, trust me, that's such a blessing. And uh, But it's not necessary. Please don't give if you need that money, Okay. I'm, I'm taken care of. I work for a living. Um, I work very hard as it stands. I'm going to be um, deploying here pretty soon. Um, so I'll continue. There might be a few weeks here and there where I'm in travel or something like that where I may not be able to go on live. And that's the other thing. If you remember last year, I was not able to go live. I had the ability to. I think the internet was good enough to do it. However, in order to be able to broadcast at 8 Eight here, Central Time. Oh, honey, if you're in the other room and you're you're listening to this, eight. Let's see, this is seven, seven. Let me finish. I think it was like three or four in the morning where I was at on a Friday morning, right before I went to work. So it probably wouldn't work out so well. I would be, um, well, I'd be drinking coffee, but <laughs> and quite a bit of coffee in order to get myself functioning. But I don't think it would work out all that well. So uh, I will not be going live. However. The uploads, normally what I used to do is uh, I would do it still on Thursday night, and I would upload it. And so by the time it would be done uploading and everything, I would have it scheduled to uh, post somewhere around the same exact time, sometimes sooner, sometimes later, depends on what would happen. Uh, but you'd be able to see it. And uh, as always, uh, more than likely, the audio version of the podcast the podcast version, the audio version, will be on there well before the, the video. It takes just a little bit more time 
for the quality of video that I do uh, upload for it to get there. So please be patient with that. But we're going to be continuing in the book of 1 Corinthians tonight, uh, a short chapter a uh, portion of the letter, a short chapter in chapter 13. So open up your Bibles there. Excuse me. Apologize for that. And let's get a sip of coffee. I don't see. Normally every night, maybe he hasn't just answered yet, or maybe they're having a little bit of a getting uh, Mr. Jackson down. But you normally, my brother Aaron and my little... Nephew, I call him, even though we're not related by blood. Um, Jackson normally watches it. So, Jackson, if you're watching, hello, buddy. It's Uncle Mike, and you're getting a shout-out here. Um, hopefully, you get a chance to watch this. But love you, buddy. Hopefully, you're not giving Mom and Dad a hard time, and you're going to bed like a good boy. So uh, we definitely miss the Clarks and look forward to seeing everybody up there uh, soon. Maybe after I get back off deployment, there might be a reason why we travel up there after I get back off deployment. It might have something to do with a sister in Christ, potentially. Um, who knows? Uh, going through a ceremony of some sort. So, Don't know yet that to be an official thing yet, but um, that would be a good excuse for us to go up there. Uh, we still want to make a trip because they made all, all those folks up there made a trip down here. So I'm going to return the favor. I can't wait to see them all. But um, I don't see them. Nobody's running. My recorder is started. It is moving. It is going. It is recording. Everything is working out just fine. I don't remember turning it up, though. And it's turned way up. Well... I can out process that, process that. So not a big deal. All right. Well, enough talking. Let's get our Bibles open. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Like I said, it's a very short chapter. It may not take us a while, but I want to show a few things here. Obviously, the theme or the the main focus of First Corinthians thirteen is charity. You'll hear this uh, chapter used a lot of times at like weddings and things such as that. I have to caution people now. Please, if you hear this at a wedding, don't stand up and be like, wait a minute, I don't know if that's the context. That Please don't do that. It has application to obviously somebody getting married, okay? Uh, you know, it's true love, you know, like actual real love is charity. But it goes even beyond that of the of what you have, you know, like I choose to choose... I choose to love my wife. That's true love. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. It's real love is, is making that choice. But charity has more to it, just more to it. And we're going to show a few little uh, tie-ins to some other passages of scriptures here tonight. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did when I was studying through it. So, oh, hey, Sister Jackie over there. Um, oh, yes. Let me mention that. Okay. Sister Jackie, uh, her grandfather, her grandfather is a band by the name of Granville Crane, okay? Um, known, he went by Brother G.S., okay? Uh, Brother G.S. Crane went home to be the, with the Lord last week, and they had his, um, his homecoming service tonight. And uh, what's, he's 90, he was 95 years old. And what is unique about the brother is not only that he, you know, a good man 
and that uh, served the Lord for many, many years, helped plant a lot of different churches and different things such as that. Um, but when he was 16 years old, he decided he wanted to join the United States Navy. And of course, I'm, I'm in the Navy myself. Uh, we served aboard a ship. And when he, from the time he was 16 until the time that that ship was torpedoed in the Pacific Ocean by a Japanese submarine. Well, that ship just happened to be the USS Indianapolis. And he was one of three remaining survivors, and he passed away last week. And uh, so... Um, are, you know, just obviously praying for the family there, led a good life. We know we're not mourning as others without hope, uh, as, as it says in Thessalonians. Um, but he definitely uh, lived a great and full, long and uh, fruitful life. Uh, but he was on the USS Indianapolis that was torpedoed, that was in the ocean. And he survived being in the ocean, um, I believe it was four days. And there was, if you know anything about that, there's uh, In Harm's Way. I got that book, actually. I'm looking over at my my bookshelf over here. It's got to be right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's on that, it's on the shelf right over there. If I, you know what, bear with me a moment. I, this is important. I would turn the camera around so you can see where I just went. But uh, anyways, uh, this is the book that I was talking about. If you're watching on YouTube and or uh, Facebook, I'm going to go ahead and get the, let's see. All right, right here. This is the book. So In Harm's Way, this is the story of the USS Indianapolis. And uh, if you read down through here, the, the very first um insert uh, or the first page in there shows the entire crew and in that looking down right here there he is right there Granville Crane machinist mate second class Granville Crane but uh, anyways went home to be with the Lord last week and um, as sister Jackie Carr his granddaughter is on here and said hello Hello to you. I, I pray that uh, everything went well there. Um, but in harm's way, and there's other there's other books, there's other movies and different things like that that have talked about it. But um, talking about the story of the survivors, and he was one of the survivors. There's only two remaining. Only two remaining alive now. They're both in their mid nineties. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know that generation. Uh, many, 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 many years ago, um, I can't even imagine You'd be gone for three years and so forth and so on. But um, anyways, I just wanted to mention that as uh, I saw Sister Jackie on here. Um, so anyways, uh, to open up your Bibles, though, let's get started. First Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to talk about charity. Now, verse number one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, you know, that, and of course, this is where the uh, 
I guess you would say more of the Pentecostal bent gets more of the, um, you know, well, see, tongues of angels and, you know, all these kinds of things. But look at what, what Paul is saying here. And it says, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Noise. Isn't it interesting that this has to do with our, not just our conversation, our talk, but he says, if I had my charity, which is the action of things, not just what I'm saying with my mouth, but my actions, my actual conversation, my walk. And we're going to talk about that some more as we get down towards the end of the chapter here. But it's, it's an emptiness. It's vanity. If you, even if you are eloquent in speech and you're able to speak with the tongues of men, you know, you're all these different languages and eloquently and you know how to speak with fair speech and you have excellency of speech as Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, I believe, chapter 2, but you have not charity. The actual outpouring, the, the walk that matches your talk, if you have not those things, have not charity, that love that... Uh, we're going to look at this word and everything that goes along with this charity. Um, you're just noise. That's exactly what it says here because it's become a sounding brass, things that clash to together or just little tinkling symbols, you know, and it's just noise. Turn over your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3 and verse 14. We're going to look at a few times that charity is mentioned by uh, the Apostle Paul. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 14. One of my monitors is acting weird right now, so I apologize. A little bit distracting. It keeps flashing on and off. Well, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the pe- and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. Uh, you know, and before that, verse number 13 talks about forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Don't just talk about it, the actions of charity, because it says, and above all these things, put on charity. Put on means you have a choice in the matter. You have a choice. It is an action that you, in your with your free will, if you have the mind of Christ, as we're going to uh, mention towards the end of this chapter here, if you have the mind of Christ and you're actually saying you have the love of Christ within you, you say those things, but you don't enact those things. Noise. First Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6. First Thessalonians 3 and verse number 6, where it says, but now when Timotheus came from you unto us and brought us good tidings of your faith, faith, and your charity, and that you have good remembrance of us always, doing, desiring greatly to see us, and we also to see you. It wasn't just their faith that, that obviously was there, but the inaction of that was outpouring. Many of these churches showed that charity because they gave an action out of, out of their abundance they were able to give to the necessity of the saints and other type examples of charity. Charity is not, you know, I'm given to the Salvation Army, but as we think of a charitable organization or something like that, but it's the outpouring, it's putting actions to words is the charity. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 3 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, 
and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. And we're going to look at that word aboundeth too here in a moment as well. Um, no, excuse me. That's where I was, I was, I found it abounded. Okay. Aboundeth is, you know, just where, uh, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. So you get the connotation of the word is a overflow, a flooding, a covering that it, you know, okay. There's a lot of where sin abounded. It's a massive. You were with sin. You were sinner. hundred percent of you, you were when you were yet a sinner, though, Christ died for you. Therefore, grace did much more abound so that we're not answerable in Christ, in his righteousness. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 15. I, have had, I had the same conversation today with that, uh, with that colleague of mine. And um, like I said, be in prayer for him. Long gospel conversation today. I'm thankful for that. And I just gave the word as I've been commanded. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I am looking at 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15. I sometimes do that. Let me check 2 Timothy 1 verse 15. One second. Sometimes in my haste, I forget. Nope. I sometimes do this, folks. Every once in a while, talking about the charity and faithful and worthy of Christian. Well, that's a great verse, anyways. <laughs> oh, uh, verse number 14 the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That's why it's verse number 14. That's speaking of the the charity. Christ did just not uh, say that he loved us. He showed that he loved us by dying on the cross. As I show here, I came into the world to save sinners of whom I in chief. Okay? That's why I wrote that down. My apologies. And 1 Timothy 2.15. Sometimes I scribble something down and I'm... Boo, boo, boo. Notwithstanding, this is talking about um, you know, women... She shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith. Look how they're always tied together in charity and holiness with sobriety. And also in verse number 12 of chapter 4 of 1 Timothy. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, your life, style, your, your, your actual walk, in charity, in spirit, and there it is again, in faith, in purity. Then it's Paul's exhortation to Timothy there. And uh, a few other ones, 2 Timothy 2, verse number 22, uh, 2 Timothy 3, and verse number 10, and then finally in Titus chapter 2, and verse number 2. I hope this is making sense. Titus chapter 2, and verse number 2, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Now, this in patience, this is the example Paul's given to of the complete perfect as far as a mature man in Christ will have charity, okay? You say you love people, but yet you don't go out of your way to, to show them that they're in need of a Savior. You're not showing charity. If you're truly concerned and love people, when you get the opportunity, preach the word, give the word, and, and simply as an ambassador, 
as your vocation to wherewith you're called, just simply give the word, please. That is the showing of charity. All right, back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In verse number two, and though I have the gift of prophecy, prophecy was giving the word of the Lord. So, and, and so you have the gift of teaching, preaching, uh, just giving the word of God and doing all those things and understand all mysteries. Now, again, I've talked about that plenty. Paul has several mysteries that he mentions, and this is not what we're studying tonight, but and all knowledge. You have that knowledge, but remember, knowledge can puff you up. We've, we've covered that just recently. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Wow, what a statement. Because, once again, look at this, and this is something that just kind of speaks to me a little bit. I have the gift of prophecy. So that's helping people. I, I have the gift. I have the ability to speak eloquently as far as I'm not stumbling over my words, maybe stuttering or something like that, but I'm able to just present the word, gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries. Well, that's for me. Maybe I can pr uh, teach those things, but I understand them, and all knowledge, that's for me as well. But And though I have all faith, me, so that I could remove mountains. Now, maybe that could be helpful for somebody, but why would you be removing a mountain? I don't know, but that's pretty big faith. You know, Jesus talked about the faith of a mustard seed. But he says, and have not charity, I am nothing. Now, this started talking to me a little bit about and speaking to me about who we are in Christ once again. And recognizing that without the love of Christ in us, if we don't have Christ in us, you can be the mightiest of politicians. You can be the most mighty of um speakers or warriors or what just pick whatever it is and you can have the ability to command huge armies that could even blow up a mountain and remove it that way you have all these different kinds of things but you don't have the love of christ in you true charity as we're going to look at in just one more moment in you you're nothing you're lost you're undone if you do anything in your flesh you're nothing That'll be burnt up as wood, hay, stubble. But the gold, silver, and precious stones is living by faith and walking in the Spirit. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Now, that's what we normally think about charity, right? I'm feeding the poor. That's charity. And though I give my body to be burned, even in martyrdom, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Very, very powerful words there. You're telling me even if you're a martyr for the cause of Christ? I'm just telling you what it says here, folks. It profits you nothing. All those things in and of themselves are nothing without charity. And now finally, uh, let's as we go down from verse, verse number 4 through 13, that was all kind of way of introduction. As we continue on the rest of the way, though, Turn over your Bibles. We're going to turn to two passages of Scripture, and then we're going to talk about verse fourteen through uh, four through thirteen. Romans chapter eight and verse number thirty-five. Romans eight and verse number thirty-five. 
Romans 8 and verse number 35, where it says, Who is he, or excuse me, verse 30, start in verse 34, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The love of Christ. The answer to that question is, if the love of Christ is in you, nothing. Read it further. The love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Because of what he did for us, we can go through all those things because of the love of Christ that's in us. The love of Christ. Who shall separate you from that? Nobody. No one. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 19. I know you folks at home can't hear that, but it sounds like my son is having a wrestling match in his bed. (laughs) He's right on the other side of this wall. Holler behind me. Dominic, go to bed. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 19. And to know... We're speaking of the love of Christ, which I believe is true charity. That's the purest form of it. It's the example of it. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily is something that speaks to me, but we have the, his spirit within us because of the love of Christ. Because of the love of Christ, we have the true love in us. We have that ability now. Without the love of Christ within us, we don't have the ability to do any of that stuff that is meaningful. If you're tracking what I'm saying. With the love of Christ in us, that is the most important thing. Because as we got done reading those first couple uh, verses of this portion of the scriptures here, that is what's important. At the end of the day, that you have the love of Christ in you. And if the love of Christ is in you now, show the charity. Show that. Walk in that. And let's look at what charity does, okay? So the love of Christ, as we just saw, is charity. The, the, like I said, the purest form of it. If we walk in the Spirit, and we're going to turn over to Galatians 5 and verse 16 in just one moment. And then, of course, walking in the Spirit is having the mind of Christ, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. And what he did, and he humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, humbled himself even to the death, even to death, even the death of the cross. If we walk in the Spirit, we have the ability to show the true love of Christ, true charity. And then we'll see these examples. So let's, in, in fact, let's go ahead and just turn to Galatians 5 and verse number 16. Let's go ahead and read this before we get into this. One more passage of Scripture, Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16. And we'll read on down to verse number 25, just very quickly. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then you'll see um, all these things, listen, 17, 18, 19, all the different things, the strife, the envying, the murder, the witchcraft, hatred, all these things. But verse number 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love that's the true charity, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections of lust. You need to do that daily. Crucify the affections 
in lust that are within you. Die to self daily. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. And that's not the envy in the, the wrong kind, but the one that so desires to like say, wow, look at that in sample. I want to be like Christ, just like they're being like Christ. And we're provoking each other, as the Bible says, unto good works. Yes, Brother Dave. I see Brother Dave Wilson over here. I hope you're, you're feeling okay. Uh, I'm not sure who this is on YouTube. I'm not even sure what that is. So if you're posting something, I can't read that. It's in a different language. Okay. Anyways, so going back now, let's look at what this charity does. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Now, again, this is used for weddings and things such as that. I've heard it at weddings before, and that's that's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that. However, this that verse for a wedding, you know, a love between a man and a woman. If a man is having the mind of Christ and he's walking in the Spirit, he'll love his wife even as Christ loved the church. That's in Ephesians. Okay, so it's applicable. But in in when all actuality, this is literally talking about Christ's love, the love of Christ. Suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. It's not elevating itself. And I'm going to elevate myself because I'm so important. No. It is not puffed up. Remember we talked about the knowledge that puff will puff you up? Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. This is important. Verse number six, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Now, when I saw that, having the mind of Christ and knowing who you are in Christ, will you will rejoice in, look at what it says again, rejoiceth in the truth. Who is in you? Christ in us. Jesus said in John 14, verse six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It doth not be saved, excuse me, Beareth, uh, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. Look at Romans 8.16. Real quick. Romans 8.16 for beareth all things. Look at what the Spirit does. It not only beareth all things, but it also beareth this. Remember, we just got it just got done talking about crying, Abba, Father, the Spirit of Christ that's within us. In verse number 16, it says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's one of the things, knowing the love of Christ is in you, being fully persuaded of who you are in Christ. I'm fully persuaded, Timothy, Paul tells him, if we can get to that, we can know the true love of Christ. We can bear all things because the Spirit is the one that beareth witness within us and is able to bring us through those things because of the hope that is within us. Believeth all things, hopeth all things. I think of 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 15. When I think about this, and many other places where the spirit that is within us teaches us all things and helps us um, with the spirit of Christ, the comforter that is within us, you see John 14 and other places for that, because of the hope that is within us. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. 
And I brought up that verse today when I was talking to this, uh, this colleague of mine in this, in this gospel conversation. And I said, I'm just, I'm ready to give you an answer. I know that there's a lot of questions you have and all these different things. And I said, but at the end of the day, those questions about different philosophies and, and what do you think about this and what about that? And I said, at the, at the, at the outset, the most important thing is, do we have the word of God? Is this the word of God? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I said, and the other thing is, is the hope that is within me. If you've seen the, the, the love of Christ, if I'm showing you true charity, I'm going to just give you truth, that which is in me. I'm going to show you the hope. I'm going to ask you your reason of the hope that is within you. That's what you should be giving them. You should be preaching Christ and him crucified. The it, that's it. That's it. Not trying to give them a sales pitch and try to use marketing ploys in order to them to buy a product. No, the spirit is what draws. The spirit is what convicts. But we are the ambassadors with the message, the word of God, from his perfect word to just give to people and to be able to give a reason of the hope that is within you. Finally, going back to 1 Corinthians uh, 13, endureth all things. I think about when Paul tells in Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3 to endure hardness as a good soldier. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Boy, I can't do that of myself. You are absolutely correct. If you're relying on your flesh to endure that hardness as opposed to letting the Spirit walk, the Spirit fortify you, the Spirit will in help you to endure all things as a good soldier. That's why the hope that is within you, the love of Christ that's within you, the charity, the true charity that is within you, if you're to show that, it's not of yourself, it's you're allowing the Spirit to work through you. Verse number eight, charity never faileth. Hmm. Yeah, Christ will never fail you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. It just means end. At the, you know, after everything's all said and done, prophecy's all going to be fulfilled. There will eventually end. There will be no more prophecies in that aspect. Everything will come to pass. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Revelation is there at the end of the chapter. It's it. Forever and ever, amen. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Now, this is an interesting topic. I, Like I've said before, I don't think that this tongues, remember, the tongues that has ever been used, every time you see that is speaking languages that are known, but they're giving the word of God. And there's, if nobody knows what that language is and they're speaking that to somebody else, there's somebody always there interpreting so everybody else can understand what's being brought. When it says prophecies and when it says tongues, they shall cease, I really do think that uh, they have ceased because that which is perfect, as we're going to see in just one moment, has come. The word of God, the completed word of God for us in the English language is here now. 
but there's going to be a dearth, a famine of the word of God, as it says in the book of Amos. So I do believe that the word of God will be again given to people, so and they'll be able to speak in tongues, languages, and able to give the word of God once again during Daniel's 70th week. I do believe that. And that's why in context, once it gets down to say when tongues will cease, I don't believe tongues have actually ceased yet. It's not some gibberish where nobody's interpreting. That's not tongues. Uh, write me if you think otherwise, but biblically speaking, it is not. It is known languages giving the word of God that matches his scripture. If somebody says, I have a word from God, and they start speaking, even I don't care what Swahili, whatever language they want to, and they have an interpreter that interprets whatever this word is, and I'm like, mm hmm, I'm going to view it, and I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to confirm whether it is in here. And if it's not, or it's contrary to this word, I'm going to be like, hmm, yep, that's not the spirit of Christ in you that is speaking those words. And as my brother Dave just said here, tongues were also assigned to the Jews, as it says in, I think, the prophecy of Joel. And that's absolutely true. That's why it's meant for Daniel's 70th week and also known as the time of Jacob's trouble in the book of Jeremiah. And once again, the Jews, the witnesses, will be speaking in tongues as signs that these are the days that Joel talked about. So good point, Brother Dave. All right. For we know in part, oh, excuse me, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away, you know, when that which is perfect has come, as we're going to see here. We'll see why. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Now, remember when this was written, the, the scriptures wasn't completed yet. So, of course, they were only prophesying in part and speaking in part because, and they only knew in part because that which is perfect, verse number um 10, but that when that which is perfect is come, see this, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, this is dual-hatted because, like I said, I think tongues will cease one day, and I think tongues will cease after the time of Jacob's trouble because who rules and reigns for a thousand years? Christ, that which is perfect, has come. The word of God will be ruling and reigning. The word of God that he's given to us is right here. You see how that they both can be true at the same time? I thought that was interesting. Maybe that's not interesting to you, but nevertheless. Verse number 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that's just more of your, your attitude towards those things. I, the Corinthians were having a very big problem, obviously, with tongues and separation. We've covered that a lot in this letter to the Corinthians. And Paul called them babes in Christ already. And he's basically telling them in this verse, in our vernacular, grow up. It's time to grow up. All those things that you said, you're like, wow, you know, that's not what it's about. You can speak with the tongues of men and angels, all this kind of stuff, but if you don't have charity, you're as sounding brass in a tinkling cymbal. You can remove mountains, fantastic. But you don't have charity, you're nothing. I am nothing, Paul said. For now, we see through a glass darkly, 
but then face to face. Isn't that interesting? Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now, if you just brush over this verse, if you just fly right by it, you're like, well, that's nice, and you just keep moving on. But let's read that one more time, shall we? For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Ooh, when is that? When you see your Savior face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. As we see our Savior face to face, when we're caught up, when we're finally given that new body and we're complete in him and we have the blessed hope, the catching away, and we're complete, finally perfect as we were created in the beginning in his image of body, soul, and spirit, we shall see him as he is and we'll know ourselves as we are to be known. You have that ability now to be fully persuaded in who you are in Christ. Don't be so heavenly minded that you're, that's what you dwell on and you, know, you don't ever, if that's who you are and you're fully persuaded, then it's your reasonable service to give the word of a king, your service, your vocation, wherewith you've been called, the ministry of reconciliation as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Verse number 13, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, hmm, one, two, three, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. I think about that. Here's an interesting thought, and we'll wrap it up. Turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy, once again, to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 7 down through 15. Something interesting that when I was just kind of studying through, it kind of reminded me of something, and I said, hmm, abideth faith. 2 Timothy chapter 2, something just came to mind in verse number 7 and down through verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 7 down through 15. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, and that, that they may also obtain a salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. So even if you are in, if you're in Christ, you put your faith in Christ, for by grace are you saved through faith. And he has saved you and made you a new creature in him. Even if you get to the point, here's another point push for somebody who says, you're one of those once saved, always saved individuals. No, the Bible is though, and I believe the Bible, therefore I guess I am. But when it says here, if we believe not, even if you're just like, I don't believe in that stuff anymore, and you leave. Now, some people might have trouble with this one, okay? They're like, no true believer in Christ would ever do that. And I agree. However, to Peter and different other passages of Scripture says we can walk afar off. He will chastise us, and he may revoke our ambassadorship as far as recalling us, okay? But he will never revoke our ambassadorship. That's what I meant to say. 
He's not going to remove himself. Look what it says again. If we bleed not, yet he abideth. That is the spirit that seals us unto the day of redemption. You see where it's at right there? If you go back to First uh, Corinthians, this is why it just kind of came to my mind. First Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse number 13. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily is Jesus Christ. But he has given you his spirit as the down payment, the earnest, the sealing until the day of redemption. He will abide faithful. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny who? Himself. You are the body of Christ. You are the physical embodiment of the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of charity that is within you. That's what's done the sealing. That's who saved you and anointed you and, and baptized you in his spirit. That's powerful stuff. Of these things, put them in remembrance. See, I'm going to tell you as believers in Christ, I'm going to exhort you to remember who you are, to put you into remembrance of these things, and I'm to tell others about Christ and the hope that is within, within me, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words, look at this, to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Those that want to talk about sounding brass type stuff and tinkling cymbal type stuff. I want to have an argument about whatever the topic of the day is. I don't think you're having charity in that moment. What is your thing to strive about? What are you to put people in remembrance about? And what are you to strive not about? Words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Somebody hears it and goes, oh, now, I'm not going to insert a topic here as bad as I want to right now, but if it's convicting you right now and you're thinking I'm thinking of something, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You don't know. But the subverting of the hearers, we are to have the words of Christ, not our own words and our own thoughts and our own passion projects. We're to bring people into remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not Verse number 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Careful, but that whole thing about abideth is just fascinating to me. And that's one of the things that kind of got me thinking when I thought, wow, even when it says in verse 13, if, and back in 2 Timothy 2, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. I don't think that's a coincidence, but the greatest of these is charity. And um, that's first that's first Corinthians chapter thirteen, the chapter that talks a lot about charity. And I hope you've been edified. And uh, we're gonna go over here real quick. Move this around, boom. All right, we're going to go over here very, 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 very quickly and go back here, Brother Dave, posting lots of good stuff. All right. Mm -hmm. Yep, the love of Christ allows you to love 
to love the love of Christ in others with the Christ that is in you. Forbearance is taking the unlovely and unlikable and being able to be Christ for them despite your flesh reaction to theirs. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Hope is what we have that the world doesn't. That's true. We don't mourn as others, those without hope. The promise of the Creator and the King of Kings. Our flesh. <laughs> All right. Tongues are assigned to the Jews. I see that. And uh, all he brings up, uh, John 14, once again, abide in me. He'll make your abode. He, he said he will make his abode in us. Absolutely. Thank you, Brother Dave. And I don't know what that is. Not a lot of chatter on the YouTube tonight, but that's okay. So uh, thank you for joining me. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, wow, 13 verses. I thought we would, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, I thought we'd have been done a little bit sooner, but I, I hope... And pray that you've been edified and uh, exhorted by the Word of God tonight. And uh, please join me next Thursday. I think there's nothing, Lord willing. And we'll be in 1 Corinthians 14. Got a few more weeks. Uh, I'm not uh, obviously allowed to say when I'm, I'm going, but um, got a few more weeks. And uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is going to take us quite a few weeks. I think probably at least two weeks. I would say, to get through 1 Corinthians 15. Um, more than likely three. So, um, but we should... <clears throat> I don't think we should have any problems. I don't think we'll start 2 Corinthians until I'm on deployment. I think what we may do is no matter what, we won't start uh, 2 Corinthians until I'm actually on deployment. And therefore, if I'm, I'm able to finish uh, and you don't see me on here for a couple weeks, I'm either in route or I'm taking a few weeks off uh, to spend uh, every waking moment with my family that I possibly can before I leave for uh, a period of time. Um, but, boy, I can't wait to talk about 1 Corinthians 15. Boy, it's so much in there. But uh, we'll be in 1 Corinthians 14, and it may take us a little while to get through that as well. But um, he addresses tongues again and some other things. So I don't think we've covered that already pretty well. So I don't know if it's going to – we may just cover it very briefly. He talks about spiritual gifts and the unknown tongue and, and so forth and so on. And uh, we'll address that as best we possibly can, but um, I don't think we're going to go too in-depth. Brother Dave's asking, uh, will you be able to broadcast remotely? Yes. Just like last year, I'll be able to upload. I won't be broadcasting live, though, Brother Dave, Sister Janet. Very interesting lesson tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. So, all right, that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You on another uh, Thursday night. And I ask that you would please share this channel. Um, if you don't know how to do that, I don't blame you. Um, it took me a very long time to figure out all this technology type stuff. But if you know how to share, please do so. Uh, share the, the videos, share the, uh, uh, the page. Um, and if you're able to, just tell people about it. Tell them where you watch it on or you listen it to. So uh, I would greatly appreciate that. And that will be it for tonight. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. And like I said, Lord willing, I'll see you next week. God bless.